I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. It has been a while since we've been on these microphones, but here we are. It's 2022. They're kind of like dicks in our faces. It's 2022. Happy 2022. Chippa. Happy 2022. Are you excited to learn about how to give hand jobs and blow jobs that will blow their minds? I already learned because I recorded this podcast with you. <laughs> and I it was a great one. We were actually in person. I know. With them in their home in San Francisco, which was really cool because we haven't done an in-person podcast in a, in a while. With Alicia and Erwan Davon. We love them. It's actually their third time on our show i believe so yeah but this episode i mean all episodes are amazing they do extended orgasms and everyone's like and we uh, witnessed it yeah we actually did we saw her vulva all up in our business did you forget no i remember okay i totally remember well it's funny that we saw this pussy technique massage thing going on or or, yeah massage whatever but it was about dicks when we were talking about the actual podcast oh right i didn't even put that together until right now yeah yeah so anyway it was a clitoral hand job yeah and we were about three feet from her vulva we yes we were and she was having lots of orgasms yes she was her toes were curling like from minute one <laughs> from minute one and it was it was actually quite incredible I'm typically a little bit more shy when it comes to live sex stuff you handled the pussy real well I was I impressed I think the last time I saw live sex when I was at a party in Germany in Berlin it wasn't a party it was a trade show that had live sex. Oh, it the was, Venus, it's like a show. The Venus, uh, it was a trade show for for the sex. Toy it was industry. like a performance. It was a performance. Okay, and it was some. It was incredible. Uh, anyway, See, this wasn't. I'll this show you pictures like, on this was my cell phone. A demo, and it was like he, he essentially barely put his hands over her, like wasn't touching her, and she was already having an orgasm. She was like, Arr! I mean, she wasn't even. Yeah. Anyways, I won't even. She didn't sound like that. They, yeah. They've been <laughs> in this work for so long, which we'll read their bio, yeah. and they're both talented. That's why we've had them on our show several times now because they have a lot of really cool offerings and uh we'll talk about that in a minute as well yes so we'll dive into the sex question but first we want to announce a couple things number one alicia and erwan who are on our show for this episode they actually have a course coming up uh february 12th and 13th it's an online valentine's day pleasure course for singles and couples Uh, and so this is a way to go in to up your pleasure game and they sure know what they are talking about if you go to our show notes so you can click the link to go and sign up. Listen to the episode. You will likely be sold on their offerings and go and sign up. It's a great way to spend and it's the V-Day. The day before. So it's February 12th or 13th. So it's the two days before Valentine's Day. Yeah, so it's good preparation. Get all prepped up and then show your skills off on Valentine's Day or every day after that. All the days. All the days. All the days that end with day. And then we also have for other folks who are specifically single and they want to meet other folks. Uh, we have a online speed dating event. This is Friday, February 11th at 6 p.m. Maybe you could go to both uh, because both are open to singles but this one the speed dating is for singles only and this is for well not single single people who are looking for other people so if you are a vulva owner and you're looking for a penis owner uh 
um, thing. This is for you or a penis owner looking for a vulva owner. And this is a way to connect with other shameless sex fans. And we are taking a limited amount of people. I'm co-hosting it with my friend Julia. It will have an astrological twist, but it's mostly just for shameless sex fans. Uh, go to purepleasureshop.com. If you click on sex education, you can sign up. Again, it is, um, we are not taking a lot of people. So go and sign up for these wonderful events. Great way to spend Valentine's Day weekend. It could be a really triggering weekend. So go and have fun, meet new people, learn things. Why not? Are you ready for a sex question, Chip? I am. It'll be a surprise. Surprise! Okay, so my husband and I only have sex about every two to three months. He suffers from low testosterone, so I know that is an issue. But he also does does nothing to help me get my needs met. He used to be all about sex, eating me out, etc. But now he doesn't do any of this. He says it's because I do not suck his dick anymore. But I have asked to give him a blowjob a few times, and he tells me no. When we do have sex, he lays there while I do the work and he does not come. He usually has to masturbate for him to come. What should I do? P.S. We have done the whole watching porn thing, playing with toys, etc. And he shows no interest in me or in pleasing me. So that's an interesting thing to me. Uh, well, one, low testosterone. So you know that there is something there that is affecting the body. And yet there could be other things going on. The tricky thing here is that... Uh, there might be some potential gaslighting going on when someone's saying, I would pleasure you more if you sucked my dick more. But then when you offer to suck the dick, they say no. So clearly, if that's true, that's not the underlying issue. There's more going there. Now, granted, if it is low testosterone, and I, April, it looks like you're looking up something for dealing with testosterone and things. This is something that... Call me Jamie. Call you Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, what's going on over there? You find anything yet? No, she's looking. Okay, no, I'm, so, I'm going to find it. So the low <laughs> testosterone actually does affect drive and libido. But the hurtful thing is that um, he's potentially deflecting the issue and saying, if you, you know, the chicken or the egg thing, if you did this, then I would finally do this thing. Instead of saying, you know what? Yeah, there's this thing here and I want to work on it. Or this thing really changes uh, my desire or libido. And that's hard. So I think what the stats when we talk about sexless marriage is sex... Uh, less than once a month or something was a sexless marriage well they said well, i think it's 12 or 10 times a 10 year. times a yeah. year yes so you are in a very sexless marriage if the stats would agree with that um and it sounds like this is really frustrating to you and we know maybe that there's an underlying issue of low testosterone but you're being told that the issue is actually you which does not feel good and uh he does not orgasm when you have sex he just kind of lays there and then has to masturbate to actually have an orgasm um so my first question is kind of the same thing i feel like that's always my first question how much have you actually talked about this how much have you actually shared hey I really desire to have more intimacy with you. And intimacy includes sex. And this is what sex could look like. Um, I, and I realize that you have low testosterone. And I'm wondering if you're willing to work on this with me. And I know you've said if I give you more blowjobs, that would help. But I've offered you blowjobs. So I, I really want to know if you're willing to work with me on this. And I know that I have my part too. Like how can we work together on this? And so I would say make it a we thing offer up to have more conversation about this with the person and see if they will. If they're not, if they're like, this is just how I am. It's your fault because you're not sucking my dick. Well, that's another issue. And that's a time to hire a sex therapist or a sex coach. Uh, but it's a tricky thing to navigate. But it sounds like it, there's there's some version of manipulation, gaslighting thing going on there. If they're saying you're the problem um, and that's not fair, even even if it was, if you suck my dick more, I, I would pleasure you more. That still doesn't feel good. 
So the first, what I was focusing on, and I think you had great advice. I was focusing on, though, the first piece. He suffers from low testosterone. So there's an issue there. That's what this this listener had, had mentioned. So we've had several urologists on the show, right? Which is, uh, I was looking for the episode, and I know we had Dr. John John C. John C. Cazella. I could not. I need to. Carazella. Carazella. But I I searched on our search um, piece and it didn't come up. So I have to do more research while we're talking. But there was uh, he was on our show and had some really great advice for folks about um, lowering when they have lower testosterone and, and things that you can do when you meet with a doctor to actually increase libido and uh, he had a lot of good tips. And so I'm going to get back to that, but that we also interviewed two other urologists, which did come up. So episode number 240 with Dr. Nicole Eisenbrown. So that was a really great episode. Remember she was on the show. It was not too long ago, but that was about um, sexual dysfunction and a few other pieces, but she just had a lot of good information. Um, very smart human also. And she's, I think in Florida too. And then we had, Dr. Lamaya Gabal, who was episode number 169 uh, about sex and aging as well. But testosterone does go down with age. We know that. That is something naturally that occurs just as uh, all hormones fluctuate when you get older or daily or monthly for some folks. So I would suggest if you have the capacity, maybe to let your partner know, perhaps suggest listening to these episodes or suggest meeting with with a urologist to get the testosterone portion of this sex question in balance because that may help with his sex drive. Now, the other piece is, I'm sorry, that this is obviously a lot deeper than just the um, the issue of, of testosterone because you mentioned a lot of other things that, uh, that Amy had uh, really good advice for, so I'm not going to go too into detail. Um, that was a piece I was focusing on. The two to three months thing, I believe that sex is, personally, I, I think sex is a compass and two to three months for myself wouldn't be uh, adequate for me. I, I need even with masturbation. So if you're a person that also wants sex more, which it sounds like you are, that may be something to communicate about and perhaps a testosterone adjustment could be a good way to lift off. Now the gaslighting shit and all of that piece, not cool. Their communication needs to need some some help. As Amy said, a therapist too could be a good thing. Get all get all your board of directors on point with the with a therapist, a good urologist, and uh, yeah, porn's not working, so don't worry about that. Maybe some some um what I, what other what else some some nice. Well, I was gonna say about the massage. porn thing and playing with toys. Those are like the kind of the more superficial fixes, but there's a deeper underlying issue here. Whether it's the testosterone, whether it's someone being in denial about their libido or the changes with their body with aging, um, and then telling you that it's your issue. And, and so, like, yes, we can add more toys or watch porn, but those are kind of like. I don't know, like the sparkly things that we're trying to do to fix things. And yet there's something deeper going on. That I think we need more focus. And that's like the conversation piece or going and seeing a doctor. And I think y- urologists help you more with the how to's of how to deal with it. But you would go and you obviously you already have the hormonal test anyways, because, you know, the testosterone is low. Oh, John C. I found it. I found it. Sorry. Thank you for giving me more time on this. All the listeners out there. Episode number 131, Boners and ED with Dr. C. I love Dr. C. It was a great episode. He's super chill. And really good information for folks that uh, are suffering from their their penis not working as they want it to or for folks that are dealing with a drop in their testosterone levels. 
Yep. He's awesome. So yeah, good luck to you and more conversations to have with your partner. And if your partner is not willing to look at their stuff, go and hire someone to potentially help you. Of course, you need a partner to be on board for that. Um, but we've had plenty of episodes with awesome educators, therapists. Well, not educators. We want therapists and coaches to help you all through this. Are you ready for time. a bio? You ready for a bio? Yeah. That was good. Okay. Erwan and Alicia have been together for almost 20 years and over 10 thousand students have participated in their work since 1995. Their specialties are supporting singles in getting into turned on and intimate relationships and helping couples take their relationships to new heights of passion and intimacy. Aaron and Alicia offer all of their coaching and classes online and support students all over the world. To learn more, visit pleasurecourse.com. All right, everyone, we are diving deep into the interview, to the meat of the interview, to the butter. April's oh, I thought like, you were going to do weird <laughs> penis-related like, <laughs> things. The like, we're going to do a sausage. We're going to sausage into this interview. Yeah, we're going hmm, to... What other ones do you have? Uh, the meat? I, I wasn't talking about the dick, but oh, yeah, damn it. I was just like, we're trying to get to the, to the depths, to the core. Okay, my mind is in the gutter Plus, like usual. Trying to make it somewhat sexy, I guess, in land. All right, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, so we are here recording an in-person episode with Alicia and Erwan Davon. We're in their beautiful home in San Francisco. I can see the ocean. But Yay. I won't tell you their address. So you can't stalk them. But you can find them online. Yeah, you can find We're them online. We're online. Yeah, they are online. There's no doubt about that. They live that. online. Yes, they live online. So you can find them there. Uh, in this episode, so we've you've been on our, our show two different times. We were talking about this. We just did a little demo here. We actually, we, let's, just, let's just start with that. Okay. So we just saw Alicia here um, on their wonderful bed as Erwan was showing some techniques for extended orgasm. Uh, and we got to see... All of the of, of yourself up close and personal. While we were able to ask questions yes. during the demonstration, it was really cool. It was like, it was it was beautiful first yeah. of all, and uh, I was not uncomfortable, which typically I get very uncomfortable in situations when, you're, like when that. there's say genitals that, right. right there. They're when there's genitals, yes, that yeah. aren't on a screen. I'm right. like, oh my god, my god. I'm you know my Midwest girl comes out of me, the conserv the conservative Midwest. But I was very oh comfortable, and to me it was it was lo like looking at art, and I could also tell you were enjoying yourself, and you were very good, Erwan, at describing what you were doing step by step, and uh, more of a reason to listen to the extended orgasm episode we recorded with you because. That was just like a blip, but you offer all of these things online so people can check out what you do. And uh, it was cool. It was really cool. You know, and seeing it online is a good intro because it's, uh, you know, it's even easier to be comfortable. We're always surprised how comfortable people are. People think, oh, I'm going to see a demonstration of extended orgasm like... You know, I don't know, like they're going to see a car crash or something. No, it's actually like the beautiful, most exquisite thing in the world. It's, mm -hmm. it's awesome. And we love sharing it with you. Wow, yeah, I loved being shared with. And how do you feel right now, Alicia? You're on the air now and with microphones, but before you were having this long orgasm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel great. Yeah. I feel I'm here. <laughs> I'm here with all of you. I am buzzing and I'm good. Do you do that every time before we record with you? Or are you doing some like extended orgasm work before you get on there? I'm sure it would help. With you know, <laughs> every morning we do it. Oh, so wow. it's very, very likely that before we recorded the last two times, we had had an extended orgasm date. Probably so, with a blowjob thrown in. Oh. That's the usual pattern. Usually we train, okay, the masculine person gets the woman person rolling, 
and Alicia gets rolling like that. <laughs> and then the thing we do the most is I stroke Alicia, she sucks on my cock, we get a really good circuit of energy going. We do that pretty much every morning. Sometimes it's me doing her or her doing me, but usually we do it simultaneously. That's like stage two. Okay. Ah, and how long how long are we talking? Like is this like a half an hour thing or I don't know, the first twelve hours of the day. <laughs> <laughs> the then we hop on a podcast with you and yeah. eat Well and you know, we're doing it right now. Started. Yeah. Um like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, half an hour okay. is a good average. That's a good so is that like your morning meditation? It's our morning practice. Uh, we also meditate in the morning separately, but that's our morning sensual practice. We're huge advocates. You Earlier when we were chatting, uh, you all mentioned presence, or maybe you mentioned presence, Alicia, and meditation is a whole other world. We won't go into that tonight, today, mm-hmm. but uh, that's another world. We really recommend people meditate. Well, so let's start. You've been on our show two different times, and we already read your bio here for this episode, and I still would love to invite you to share a little more about yourself, like you've done before on our show a couple times, um, in case there's any new listeners tuning in. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today in the world of sexuality? Totally difficult (laughs) childhood. Had to do anything and everything to learn to even relate Uh, in high school, was taken out of school because I couldn't function like it was really bad. We'll skip all that. Got a degree in psychology, uh, lived in a yoga ashram, became director of that, used to teach for EST, so I'm kind of dating myself here. Um, (laughs) And eventually, once I could actually relate, uh, looked at what's the best part of relating. Well, relating romantically is the best part. And, you know, what do I love the most? I love women. Okay, let me take everything I've learned about relating, put it into that, and uh, took every workshop I could possibly take on sex and sexuality. Ended up some really sort of strange places. I remember, uh, you know, being in a hot tub in a sex cult and, you know, the guy taking out a gun, like shooting little animals and thinking, where am I? This is crazy. And then he's like making out with the women. Me and my friend are sitting in the tub it's like we're like paralyzed I'm like 20 years old at this point you know so just really crazy places I don't know why I told you that story I'm leaving my trauma very vivid this is kind of therapeutic for me but anyway um, then got into sensuality research had some amazing girlfriends and we just studied and practiced and you know uh, found it orgasm could be extended if the body was relaxed and sensitized enough, sensitized enough, the orgasm could extend. It could extend really as long as, as needed, as wanted. And uh, it was good to focus on the feminine person first because that got the energy rolling. And then that started happening for me. And then it turned into kind of a simultaneous practice. And I think today we're going to talk a little bit about the simultaneous part. And it, we, we always talk about doing the woman. And like today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about doing the guy. So I mm-hmm. think you're probably going to be doing most of the talking. We're talking about doing them. We're doing them. Doing the guy. <laughs> Get her done. Indeed. <laughs> Not like porn. Better than porn. <laughs> well, I was really lucky because the women that came before me in Erwan's life left him in better shape than they found <laughs> the him. The camping mentality. I always say that about men. I'm like, I always leave men better than I find them. Just like, That's awesome. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. yes. So I was really lucky. Erwan knew what he was doing when I met him, which was the thing that attracted me to him. Um, I still remember the first night I met him. I walked into his living room, and um, you, know, you remember this. You were teaching a group in the inner sunset in your apartment, and my friend from my psychology master's program brought me there because she had seen me hold up in the library like too many days in a row trying to find anything to read about sexuality that I could. 
And I wasn't finding much in this old library. She's like, you got to meet this guy, Erwan. And so I remember walking in and just the way Erwan looked at me and felt me and I felt his presence. I was like, okay, this dude knows something. He's paying attention. So long story short of how we eventually got together, um, Erwan and I started dating. He rocked my world sexually. I still remember the first day, our first extended orgasm date. I couldn't drive home right away because I was so high simply from the orgasm. I were sitting in your living room and you like served me chai. And you're like, you can stay as long as you need to. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I ended up joining his organization that he had already founded. And for the last 20 years, we, we do this. We teach singles and couples about sex, romance, everything, all the good stuff. That's why they're glowing. If you saw them in person like us, they have a, both of them have a glow. Not a subtle glow, a bright glow. Mm-hmm. Orgasms make you live longer. It's they true. Really Indeed. Do. And know, look really good. There's science living, behind you know? that. There's research and right. science. And I, uh-huh. I always use that in orgasm a day. Which brings me to the first question, because you both are so experienced in the world of orgasms, extended orgasms specifically, amongst other topics. But this particular show is going to be about penis owners and blowjobs and handjobs too that aren't jobs, okay? We're going to turn them into fun experiences. Let's talk about orgasms in terms of, uh, and extended orgasms in in terms of penis owners. If you can separate ejaculation from orgasm, it opens up a whole new world. And in the beginning, that might sound like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, I like ejaculating. Well, I like ejaculating too. But you can have continual release in your genitals without ejaculating. And that's, that's kind of like a demarcation line. Mm, mm-hmm. Now, one thing I'll say, the first thing about giving oral sex to a penis owner is that you, the giver, you want to be totally connected to your genitals, totally connected. If you have a pussy, connected to your pussy. Mm. I remember the first time that I became interested in giving blowjobs, I was with the guy that I was with before Erwan. I'll call him Dave. (laughs) Really nice guy. Um, And I was kind of curious and I said something to him like, hey, do you like um, blowjobs? And he said, "Um, I don't know. Do you? And he was sort of shy about it. And that's all that was said. And of course, it never happened because Mm. I was a little insecure about my ability to do it and he was a little shy so it never happened and then fast forward about a year and I'm hanging out with Erwan and it's a few months in and he says something like you know I was kind of looking at his cock and was like god I wonder what it'd be like to give him a blowjob mm-hmm. and then he noticed he said oh do you like to give blowjobs I said I don't know I don't know if I'm very good at mm-hmm. it I'm not sure and he said well he's like would you like to try it? (laughs) I said, yes. And he said, okay, come here. And before I even started giving him a blowjob, he stroked my clitoris. Hmm. And I was fully in my own body, in my own pleasure. And then when I went to try giving him a blowjob, I immediately was enjoying it. Hmm. So often women or people giving blowjobs can feel like, okay, I have to do this right, Mm. you know, or there's some like special technique or something. But the first thing is to connect with your own genitals Mm. and be turned on yourself. I think that's so important for someone to, to, if you're going to go and show up for some sort of sexual activity or engagement, especially as giving uh, or in the terms of giving and receiving, but to be in your arousal first 
I think that's huge because you're already in the erotic zone as opposed to just going in there. You know, if, if my my erotic dial is at a one or two and I'm going to give April a blowjob right now, how am I going to really show up with all my excitement, enthusiasm, connection to her, connection to myself, um, versus if I show up in an, at an eight or even a five, you know, that's going to make a big difference in terms of how I show up for you. How would you like that, April? Yeah, sounds great. I love using us as an example. She's like, God damn it, Amy, you're doing I know, it again. I'm always like, people think we're dating yeah. or at least fucking. So April I'm and I are dating. great visuals. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time over here. And that's so important for, for the person giving it, you know, but it's also really important for the person receiving it because they can relax. Mm-hmm. If the person giving it is really enjoying themselves, when Alicia's giving me a blowjob, I know she's really enjoying herself. She's only doing what she wants to do. She's only doing it as long as she wants to do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I can really relax and really enjoy it, and I'm not in that position where I'm receiving and... Uh, I feel like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about that or something. Mm-hmm. The, taking away the pressure also of, of having to orgasm while you're getting, uh, giving, getting a blowjob, right? Taking away that pressure when you can just feel into what you're receiving. I think that's always important where I'm like, I'm not giving a blowjob just so you'll come. And I think maybe as the receiver can think too, d- orgasm can be a, the bonus, which mm-hmm. is where the extended piece can come in, right? Right. Yeah, that, least, now yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's incredibly important. We call that a pleasure orientation. In life, we're trained. We go through 20 years of schooling where we're trained to have a goal orientation. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with goals. Everybody's got goals. We should all have goals. But pl- a pleasure orientation, enjoying yourself in the moment, that's, that's the difference maker. And when both people are doing that, it's really interesting. Then the body responds to that. The involuntary contractions happen. Everybody's enjoying themselves. It's like, you know, the, you're off to the races. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors, such as UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. UberLube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go-to UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. UberLube is without a doubt my favorite lube, and countless listeners agree, often stating, we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you, I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. 
OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's wonderful. Only pay once, and these techniques are yours forever. That's right, this is not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now, back to the show. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to take the pressure off. I mean, imagine that, because from both the giver and receiver position, you don't want pressure to get turned on or ejaculate or make somebody do something. And those types of things happen with a lot of people, erectile issues and things like that. I mean, I remember, here's how you may not want to handle it when that happens. Mm -hmm. I was in college and I was super hot for this guy. I'll call him Brian. That's Mm -hmm. not his real name. (laughs) I mean, you dated people before me. I know. (laughs) Terrible. I didn't like them as much. Okay. Okay, okay. So from freshman year, I had my eye on this guy, right? And it took me, (laughs) and it took me like four years to even like get him on my radar. And one night I kind of mentioned I was going to this bar and he showed up at the bar and I took him home with me, right? So we're making out and I was, this is more about hand job, but I was trying to pleasure him. He was having an erection challenge and I was like, wanted to make him feel better. But what I did was I said, oh, this is so normal. Let me show you. And I took my human sexuality textbook mm-hmm. out from my class and I turned to the page where it talks about how normal that is. And he's like, um, can you just drive me home now? Oh I have my to go. <laughs> so you made it a little too medical. I yeah. really did. And in hindsight, it's nice to remember the pleasure orientation. If there's a challenge there or things are still warming up, you just want to focus on your body, your turn on, the touch, what it feels like versus a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let, well, since you're talking about hands, let's talk about some hand stuff here. So we saw a nice uh, hand job from Erwan on your bits. Let's talk about hands on the penises here. So um, I believe you have three techniques for manual stimulation. I'm sure you have plenty more, but you would like to share these ones. Tell us. Do tell us. Yes. So the first step is the same as with blowjobs. So you want to touch for your pleasure. Mm. Be connected with your pussy or your genitals first. Then the second piece has to do with rhythm. Mm. So you're taking this person on a ride. You don't want to be erratic. It's kind of like when you're getting a massage, if they're going nice and slow and then they suddenly change to some different part of your body and start going really, that's a little bit jarring. So you want to do a nice smooth rhythm not super fast, but not super slow, and take little breaks, like half-second breaks. We call that peaking, you know, so so they don't ejaculate really quickly or numb out. Hmm. And then fluidity is really important. So you can use your voice. You can make sounds like, oh, this is awesome. This is great, along with building that nice rhythm. And then use the whole cock. Mm. So you can stroke the shaft and the head, of course, but don't forget about the testicles. Don't forget about the bottom part of the cock, which is underneath the testicles. And if you're comfortable and he is the anus too. Yeah. There's more cock that keeps going. It keeps going all the way. (laughs) There's as much inside the body as there is outside. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know there was that much. There's that much. Yeah. So so if you're a six inch outside, you're really a 12 incher. 
All right, maybe it's five <laughs> inches inside. Yeah, I don't There's really a fair know. amount inside. I'm thinking like anatomically. Like it goes into your belly. But there's a lot. Right, exactly. Right? It's like up coming out of my head. You know, but there, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah, I like, and that's so you're talking about because that's more of the the extension of the cock, and then then there's the perineum under there or, or on the other side of that, and then we have the the anus. Yeah, it cur- <laughs> it curves in. There's a lot of cock down there, and it feels really good to have that stimulated with the testicles, with the shaft, with the head, the anus. If people are comfortable with that, there's a lot there mm-hmm. to uh, to play with. And putting perineum pressure, the perineum is really important. I think people then you don't have to go all the way in the anus. Mm-hmm. It's very sensitive and it's fun because if you're using two different hands for hand stimulation manual or you're using your mouth and your hand, you can have like the same rhythm on both body parts. You can get really, really creative. Mm. So if we get scientific about it for a second, the human hand is the most dexterous part. We don't, we don't know anything as dexterous as the human hand, right? So two hands, much less two hands and a mouth, there's a lot of potential for sophisticated pleasuring of a guy, of a woman. Um, and then the other thing Alicia said that I love, she's just masterful at, is that uh, rhythm without erratic changes. You know, most people have seen pornography. We're not against pornography. There's some very good pornography. But... You know, often you'll see the the woman giving the guy a hand job or a blow job, and then there's a rapid change to something else and a rapid change to something else. And that tends to bring the guy down, and it doesn't really feel that good, and the guy doesn't say anything, and the woman doesn't say anything. So that fluidity of change, bring the person up with a nice rhythm, maybe you do some peaking, take some breaks for a second or two here or there, gradually increase the pressure, bring them down. You create this, these sort of larger and smaller peaks, kind of like a mountain range. You're talking about energetically, too. He's not talking about the cock being down or anything, right? You're talking yes. about energetically down, just just to make the, the uh, it's clear. Energetically down, just like when we did the demonstration of extended orgasm, you know, h- half an hour ago. Uh, I brought Alicia energetically up gradually and then energetically down. So at the end, she's calm and relaxed at the peak of the extended orgasm. She's vibrating really intensely. Paying attention to that up and down is really key. So when Alicia is using her hands on you, do you look like Alicia? Are you vibrating the way she is? <laughs> like, what we, like what we saw here? Uh, you know, I'm not as good at it as she is, <laughs> to be honest good. about it. Yeah, she's really uh, good. And I'm definitely not as vocal. Guys tend to be more silent, mm. um, you know, whether that's a psychological thing or like, you know, I, I, I have problems. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm more silent and she's very vocal. She definitely vibrates more. But um, males are completely capable of the, uh, of the vibration, the involuntary contractions. The penis tends to kind of like bob up and down, whereas uh, for a woman, an extended orgasm, the vaginal opening tends to sort of... It, uh, uh, enlarge and decrease be a lot of vibrating through the toes you notice that with Alicia through the thighs there's something that happens in the abdomen for men or women called abdominal ridging which is involuntary contractions in the abdomen mm-hmm. did you mention Alicia as well when for manual stimulation with techniques in terms of techniques using both hands or is it going to be one kind of cupping kind of like what we witnessed where Erwan, when he was uh, giving you an extended er- orgasm, cupped one of his hands, if you can visualize, underneath the bum and then put pressure on the perineum, pretty much. Uh, would it be similar? Uh, or 
you use both hands if you're doing manual hand jobs to stroke like a pepper grinder? <laughs> do you do the juice squeezer? <laughs> it's, it's a little kind of in the middle. So when I'm manually stimulating Erwan, I don't have my hand under him in that position, usually. One can do that. But usually, it's not the pepper grinder thing exactly, but I'm, I, they're working in concert. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be stroking his cock and then with one hand, and then my other hand is like stroking the bottom part of the cock that's hidden. Or I might be cupping his balls, or I might be you know, stroking his anus. Mm-hmm. So the hands are doing two different things. But the important thing is to... Feel like really keep your attention on both so you're not like mindlessly kind of moving your hand and not sure what you're doing. You want to have them work in concert. Mm. And then you said that actually, you said that it's like playing an instrument. Yeah. Yes. Of, right? Yeah, which I love because you can tell when musicians are playing an instrument, one, there's complete flow state mm-hmm. uh, and they're really well practiced and skilled, not something they were just born in, like, you know, most people I think they didn't just know how to perfectly play a piano. Um, and then and then there's like that single pointed focus there too. And yeah, that's something that, I, that really resonates. Like I don't play any instruments, by the way. So and <laughs> just like playing an instrument, it's nice to have one hand which kind it has heavier pressure, one hand which has lighter pressure. It creates kind of a counterpoint. Um, the heavier pressure is more kind of relaxing energetically, more grounding. The light pressure is more kind of stimulating and exciting. And then you, you can really manipulate the person's nervous system very adeptly mm. that way. The same way if you were playing an instrument, you might have a couple of things going on. What would you say to those folks who, and I don't think this is in the, we have two sex questions from listeners that we will get to uh, more towards the end. What about for folks, I'm, so I'm speaking, we're not going to say, I'm not going to generalize it by gender, just people who are sucking cocks or are giving hand jobs, but they want them to come real quickly. And everything you're saying, they're like, make it last longer. What are you talking about? <laughs> what would you say to those people? Or would you say maybe they're just not in their arousal? Like they're not doing that first step that you're saying. And if they did that first step to get in their arousal, maybe they'd be more excited to make it last longer. Are you talking about the receiver? The giver. The, the giver. givers who okay. are like, I don't want to make, I don't want to play the instrument. I just want to give them an, the ah. HJ so they come quickly and I, my job is over well you know that's a that's unfortunately where people often find themselves with sex which is let me get rid of this energy so i can basically go back to work Mm -hmm. you know it's a very work-oriented culture very production-oriented culture and this is really about a you know very different approach it's about enjoying the moment and that's where all the meditation and presence and somatic feeling and all of that comes in. That's really uh, the most important part. Now, once a person brings that orientation to sex, the bad news is that being present with somebody sexually is going to drive up issues, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we're sex teachers and romance teachers, but most of the work we do with people is actually psychological mm-hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up when we're present with each other and being with somebody and not trying to get to the next thing. So if we're trying to get to the next thing, we recommend inquiry. Okay, what's that about? What are you trying to get to? What's difficult about feeling the moment? You know, the, the person might find that, uh, you know, there's some issue or trauma from the past that's surfacing or they're uncomfortable with intimacy or, you know, there's some... Um, belief about that they have to make the person ejaculate for the sex act to count or to be complete or for the other person to be happy. So there's a lot of kind of detective work in the process of learning. But the, the goal, it's very zen. The goal is to be here now. So if you can bring the zen of being here now with 
sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what everybody wants. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue, candy hearts are cool, but shaved balls are too. Valentine's Day is coming, so give the gift that screams, I love you, to that special someone and check out the perfect package 4.0 from Manscaped. This luxury grooming kit has everything your heart desires to keep those balls and bush on point and those ears and nose on fleek. Get the amazing rechargeable waterproof electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which doesn't pull or tug as you whack. You even get their anti-chafing ball deodorant, some ball toner, and a disposable shaving mask. You can keep that scene clean. What's not to love? Manscaped will even throw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs when you buy the perfect package 4.0. And let me tell you, I gave my partner this kit and his balls and bod have never felt smoother or smelled more yummy. It's the perfect way to treat your partner and yourself all year round. And right now, get 20% off and free shipping with code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SHAMELESS. Gift his Cupid and Arrow from Manscaped this Valentine's Day. This podcast is also free to you because of our amazing sponsors such as Helix Sleep. Did you know you'll spend around one-third of your life sleeping? And this stat doesn't even include all the sexy playtime you may be having. So why not have a mattress that gives you some of the best sleep and sex of your life? I'm a super sensitive sleeper, often changing positions throughout the night. But that changed once I experienced a few nights of deep sleep on my Helix Midnight mattress. Helix knows that everybody is unique, so they have lots of mattress models to choose from, such as mattresses that are great for spine alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. Helix makes it easy with their 10-year warranty, plus a 100-day trial period to try out your mattress risk-free. And if you go to helixsleep.com shameless, you can take their two-minute sleep quiz to get matched with the perfect mattress just for you. And guess what? Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com shameless. That's helixsleep.com shameless for up to $200 off and two free pillows. It's time to have the best sleep of your life. All right, back to the show. Yeah, I love that. The be here now. Oh, Ram Das for you, everyone. <laughs> so, okay, let's bring this to the mouth technique piece here, though. So we're talking about hands. Let's bring on, bring the mouth online. Um, and I think you already linked them a little bit that you were saying some pieces about the, the hand job piece or using your hands and how this translates to the mouth. But you, I believe you also have three techniques for oral stimulation. Are they the same? Are they different? What are they? So there's lots of similarities. So first of all, feel your own genitals, feel your own pleasure. And then the rhythm is the same. You want to build a nice smooth rhythm and have fluidity with little breaks. And then some people wonder, oh, am I supposed to, you know, stick the cock all the way down my throat or am I not supposed to? Am I supposed to lick it? Like, what am I supposed do I to blow do? It? Right, exactly. <laughs> what do I do? I suggest... Do we like the term sensuality research? Mm. So playing around and seeing what you like. You know, some people really like to have the cock really close to down their throat or down their throat. Other people are like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have that experience of choking. So maybe you want to just hold it in your mouth and then move up and down and have that kind of rhythm. I also like sometimes just pleasuring the head mm. of the cock with my mouth. That's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can not even be sucking on the shaft that's visible, but lift up the testicles and then suck on the bottom, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. So 
my tip is to experiment and like give yourself that ability to experiment, not succumbing to that, you know, that critical voice in our head that says like, get it done, do it right, go fast. Don't worry about it. You want to have a good time. If you're enjoying yourself, you're enjoying yourself. That's the great thing. And I love that Alicia brought in sensuality research. That's a re it's something we use to train our students because you know, sort of jumping into sex, even stroking or extended orgasm or, you know, manual stimulation, whatever, it's it's kind of like jumping into the deep end of the pool. So, you know, we might have a student do some sensuality exercises first on their own, set the environment up for all their senses, and they're just experiencing smell and taste, a little piece of chocolate with a raspberry on it, that kind of thing. Then they're doing some touching exercises with their partner, taking touch, which is like touching for your own pleasure, a lot of talking back and forth. Then we would get the genitals involved and um, do an inventory. Like somebody would say like, okay, I see this color. Oh, I see this shape. Oh, wow. This is engorging here. Oh, I, you know, so they're doing a visual inventory, then a tactile inventory touching. Oh, I'm touching here. How does that feel? Oh, you like that? Okay. Person laying down would have things to say. Person sitting up would have things to say. Then you can take that inventory to, uh, oral, right? So, you know, how do you like this pressure? How do you like that? So it's a, it's a lot of communicating. Like if you were going to learn tennis, you'd, you'd build it up gradually and you do a lot of talking to the person or the coach you were, uh, uh, learning tennis with. Sex is very complex, very challenging. There's the heart, there's the mind, there's the genitals, there's technique, there's, you know, all kinds of stuff. So to build it up gradually and do it in that kind of research learning mode, and that doesn't have to not be sexy. That's, that's really sexy, actually, and you get really good at it. And after a while, you really learn your instrument. I love that you brought up uh, the music analogy earlier, Amy. Once you learn your instrument, you know, like, yeah, then you can be Miles Davis or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Betty Davis or whoever. <laughs> 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 I'm like saying random things. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> she, she, nobody knows that she was a virtuoso violin. No, I'm making that. Right. 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 Never mind. Fun so fact of the day. Scratch that part yeah. about Betty Davis, right? But, you know, once you learn your instrument, then you can really improvise. Mm-hmm. Then you can really go for it. People kind of feel like they should know how to improvise right off the bat, and it's not sexy to learn or to talk or to communicate. Really, the opposite is true. Yeah, like we're supposed to know everything from the start. No. That's too much pressure. This, this is why we were talking before we started recording about it being a practice, and and you've been practiced together for 20 years, and, and now you just didn't slip into that role, and you learn e- about each other's bodies and what each other's like. You become, it becomes intuitive. And, and, and I also wanted to bring up another point that we haven't brought up with, even when it comes to manual stimulation or oral stimulation, that we're dealing with genitalia, so lubrication is important. And although sometimes you don't think about lubricating a penis with a hand job, it feel it can feel a lot better if you have. I mean, you can use your 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 throat as lubrication to kind of get that deep throat, like this the saliva rolling. But for me, if you're nervous or it's your first time with someone, you're I'm, I have to get dry mouth. It's just part of like who I am. When I'm not nervous and I'm dropping in, then I can produce more body fluids in my mouth and saliva. But lube is important, I think, and I don't know if, if you ever suggest that, but for what you're doing oh, with for the penis. oral sex, for oral or yeah. for manual too, sometimes yeah. like. Definitely. 
exactly. Doesn't feel yeah. good if you have a bunch of rings on. You're like, ah, like yes. I do not like touching a penis with my hand without lube. It, it, to me, I'm like, I feel like I'm hurting you. And and I, and I can do it if I'm just like lightly massaging with like the pads on my fingers or something, but not like a like a strokey kind of thing. I'm like, I need some moisture. I mean, it's a mucus membrane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It needs, yes, you know. we totally recommend lube for all manual stimulation. Mm -hmm. If you, as a vulva owner, lube up really naturally, we still recommend it. Just Mm -hmm. use lube, definitely use lube on cocks. Mm -hmm. You know, it can create microscopic abrasions not to, especially if you're going to get into prolonged stroking. And the other thing it does is it spreads sensation. It actually increases sensation to use lubricant. And we recommend uh, some kind of very viscous lubricant like coconut oil or something like that. We have some stuff that we showed you earlier that's made specially for us. Most people use lubricant that's really watery, and it's, uh, you know, it just kind of turns into a mess. So you want to <clears throat> scratch that. We got, a, we got a creature in there, 30, yeah. 30 36. Uh, Most people use lubricant that's too watery and it kind of turns into a mess. So you want to use something very viscous. If you're going to use latex later, you don't want to use an oil base. Like you you wouldn't want to use coconut Mm -hmm. oil. But there are some water-based lubricants that are very viscous and thick and aren't going to sort of drip all over the place. Or silicone lube. We love Uber lube. We talk about Uber lube all the time. Yeah, that's why I love silicone because it's a little bit on the thicker side. It's a little bit thicker and then it doesn't. But some silicone lubes can get like really thick. Or too thick greasy. where they're on two days later yeah. and you're like, oh, I want that off of my body now. That's why we love Uber Lube. But uh, I just always love to reiterate because I hear so often from folks out there like, I don't need lube or my body's right. fine. And I'm like, that's <laughs> cool. However, it's good to invest in just having some because it makes your experience, I think, again, more comfortable. You're talking about these micro abrasions that can occur and uh, that can happen no matter what. And if you want to explore with anal play at all oh, yeah. in terms of putting a finger in a butt, you're going to need some lube because that does not self-lubricate. It's a it's a wonderful orifice that has a ton of nerve endings. However, it doesn't self-lubricate. And saliva gets soaked up. It's very it gets soaked up by osmosis. Your skin like it ingests it. So it's not really good for like long-term uh, stimulation, extended orgasms. That's right. And per if your lubricant uh, dries up. One nice thing to do is just have a little cup of water. You can just add water to lubricant, mm-hmm. and it'll re- like, it'll relube. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is true. Because people true. often will just add more lubricant, and it turns into kind of yeah, yeah. you know. That's for water based lube. Yeah, water based because it's water soluble. You rehydrate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by adding more water. Yes, if you handle the lube and you're just willing to use it whenever, it eliminates an unnecessary stress. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my god, I'm not lubing up enough or something like right. that. Right. It's totally. just you don't need to worry about that. Just yeah. don't even worry. And don't take it personally. If right. your partner is not all like well moistened with their own their own natural lubrication, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not aroused or not into you. It's not the the, the end all determination of their arousal level. In fact, it can kind of be misleading for some people. And yeah, things get engorged. They get more juicy when there's arousal, and there can be more fluids. So, but we are all different. And let's talk about oh God. We're not going to talk about hormones, antihistamines, all those Especially things. Especially for all vulvas it. out there, vagina yeah. owners, the hormonal shifts can really affect how much lubrication you're doing. You're uh, doing. 
you're how much lubrication? I mean, how you're doing? Pause. You definitely want to use lube. Yeah. 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 Oh hell yeah. Yep. And uh, and a, and a good we, one. We're going, so we're going on to a sex question because we have a couple. I think that are perfect. For yeah. This, let's right? do some sex questions. So yeah. we have two sex questions. One is from a penis owner, and one is from a vulva owner. So the vulva owner is actually asking a question about their bits um, and the receiving part. So it's not really about blowjobs per se, but I thought it was a fun one to bring in since you all are really good at talking about how to really relax in as a receiver, uh, how to how to work with the receiver as a giver. So, um, but we'll do the penis owner one first. So the penis owner says, hello, penis owner, we love you. My wife gives the most amazing blowjobs. Like, I literally dream about them. My question is twofold. Considering she doesn't mind giving oral, how can I encourage her to proactively go down more often? And what advice would you give her about letting me finish in her mouth? I have never done this before because she is apprehensive about it because it is something I would love to try. Oh, about it, but is something I would love to try. Any advice would be very much appreciated. Yeah, you know, to, to be bold about it. Um, the, the woman's pleasure is central in a sex act. That's what we think. But the guy plays a very important role of being um, sort of hosting the action, if you will, or being bold or taking charge or that kind of thing. And, you know, nowadays in particular, guys are very reluctant to do that. And we're strong advocates of doing that if the guy is paying attention. In this case, he's saying that his wife loves doing that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he could kind of like in Alicia's example earlier where she talked about when, you know, she I could tell she was interested in giving me a blowjob and I could also tell she was nervous about it. So I acted like the whole thing was my idea, right? But really, the guy's paying attention to the woman. She wants to do that. You know, women are sex maniacs. That's my opinion in a, in a good way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God, right? Busted. And the guy can kind of run cover for that, kind of take their, hey, what, hey, honey, what, you know, do this. Oh, yeah, that's good. Great. You know, so that's. I would, if I were him, I would be bold about mm -hmm. it based on what he said. Not be like, just suck my dick more often. But, <laughs> but more like, hey, I really love, I love having your mouth on my cock, and I would, I would love more of Use that. Use the line that he first said: "You give the most amazing blowjobs. Yeah. I literally dream about them." Yeah, right. Yeah, mic drop. So we're like, right. the more, the more, the merrier. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like take, you know, run. Yeah, exactly. Run some cover. And then in terms of the thing of uh, ejaculating in her mouth, well. There's a, a therapeutic method called exposure therapy. And, you know, if somebody has a challenge with something, you know, little incremental exposure to it can have the person be very comfortable with it. For example, if somebody's, you know, afraid of cats, you know, first they look at a picture of a cat, then, you know, their cat's in the room, and then eventually they're petting the cat and that kind of thing, right? You can do the same thing with ejaculation, you know, you know, ejaculate on her finger, mm -hmm. and then on her wrist, and then on her elbow, and that kind of thing, and talk about it and have fun with it. If somebody's like, oh, this is fun, this is great, it's like, yeah, this is kind of kind of great. Okay, yeah. You know, it, people warm up to things. And then you can, you know, if it's not great, pull it back. Go from the elbow back to the wrist. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of playing with that. But the point is, introduce it gradually and pull it back if the person has a negative response and move it forward if they have a positive response. And things, if people are present, back to presence, things will tend to move forward. Mm. And, you know, he will find out whether she likes that, and this is a way he can warm her up to it. Mm -hmm. So you're saying baby steps, kind of, right. not dive all in. I'm going to come in your mouth, and you're going to swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can just have, like, little drops. You know, maybe he comes on his stomach, and she just gets, like, a little lick to see what it's like or something like right. that. I exactly. like that. Exposure therapy, that's awesome. And it's tricky because... 
Some women, you know, you just talked about like very like sort of bold kind of macho that kind of thing. Some women want that. So Mm -hmm. it's very, you you see what I'm saying? It's very tricky. Yeah. Now, when you're married, hopefully, you know, your partner, you know, well enough and you have enough consent and understanding between each other that like, if that's really what she's looking for. Okay, great. You know, Mm -hmm. roll with that. But in, you know. A, a kind of safer approach is to do it gradually. Yeah, and if she's a hard no, she's a hard no. She's just right. like, nope, I just don't want come in my mouth, and then that's her choice and her right. And um, but if there's some room, I guess is what you're saying is that that you can do this exposure therapy to see what's available. And and if she doesn't want that, then it's not going to be fun for anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. All uh, right, vulvas. Let's Are you ready vulvas. for a que- another question here? Yes. So. This is from a vulva owner, as Amy just mentioned. I'm 29 years old, and I've always struggled with the idea of letting a man go down on me. I love seeing it in porn, but in real life, I panic, so I've only had it done twice for less than 30 seconds. Recently, my partner of eight years and I have been trying new things in the bedroom, and I think I might want to ask him to try it again and help me enjoy what pleasure I might get from it. I'm nervous to ask because I don't want to panic again and then upset him. Also, what if he doesn't like it? Please help. So, yes, very good question and very common question. So let's go back to the concept, the idea of sensuality research. So this is my recommendation. Sounds like you that that asked the question, you'd like to try it. You're interested in having him go down on you. So I would take a sensuality research approach. Go slow. Say, hey, you know, I'd like to try something. Let's try. You can go slowly, having him smell you first, and then you talk about what that was like and how that feels, then having him taste you for 10 seconds and see how that was. So you're checking in, you're sharing, you're going slowly and treating it as research. And also the most important thing, I go back to this a lot, is to do this all for your pleasure. So... Ask for things that you might want step by step. Focus on what's feeling good for you because especially as a vulva owner, your own enjoyment will impact his enjoyment. Mm -hmm. So of course in the communication, if for some reason he's not into it, he'll tell you that and that will be that. But it's more likely that the more you let yourself enjoy it, the more he will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And Alicia brought in two critical aspects there, one of which is communication. Mm. If you talk about it before and after, it makes it, as in addition to during, but before and after, it makes a huge difference. Mm. And then the second thing she brought in was time. You can set a timer, like, let's do this for a minute and then talk about it. Mm. And it, it takes a lot of the pressure off because... People get into sex and, you know, oral sex or whatever, and like, how long should I do this? You know, they're all in mystery. Take some of the mystery out. I know people, oh, there's got to be mystery for it to be sexy, uh, you know. Well, take some of the mystery out. Trust me, it'll get sexier. And, uh, you know, do it for a minute and then chat about it. And you find like, oh, you like this and you like that. And you weren't so crazy about this and like that. Then he knows that, you know that. Do it for two minutes, Mm -hmm. three minutes. Mm. I wanted to touch on one other thing just for a second, because the last piece of it said, I'm nervous to ask because I don't want to upset him, uh, which 
I feel like it's your body and if it doesn't feel good to you as it's happening and maybe just tap into explaining that to him. I'm, I'm nervous and I, it's my body. I don't want to upset you. Like you're not doing a good job or something. However, I I'm also getting used to it. This is like a, like the small doses suggestion, everything in like tiny doses. There's no pressure for him to give you an orgasm from you getting oral from him. It's more about you experiencing how it feels dropping into each sensation, but upsetting him I don't think the the panic of of that I think take that off the table and just be upfront about wanting to try this again even though you've only tried it a, a, a twice in the last eight years so I think that patience is here and if something's not feeling good make sure you have some communication things where you're not going to be like that doesn't feel good that fucking sucks you know mm-hmm. be gently gently explain if it doesn't feel good yes and and sometimes we can feel like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to communicate. I don't know how to ask. Just start. Sometimes we forget that there is what we call a klutz stage. Mm -hmm. It's like practicing. We let ourselves just not know for a little while. And then as we practice, we get better. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do a plug for us. Hire us. (laughs) We were going there. It's perfect. If you're going to learn something, you want to find people who are good at it. That's the fastest way to learn anything is find people who are really good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a perfect segue because we are unfortunately having to uh, get towards the end of the podcast. We love talking to you too, but people want to work with you. You offer a wide range of courses. All of them are online right now. So no matter where you're located in the world, country, uh, you can access these courses and both of their work um, usually together. So will you please uh, plug yourselves and, and let us know? I think you have some new courses coming up as well. Because um, oh, this is airing a couple weeks before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh. Like about a month before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's perfect timing. Yes. So as you said, April, we have all of our courses online. We have um, coaching, group coaching programs, private coaching, sensual skills and extended orgasm programs, weekend intensives, all of it. And we do have a special course coming up. It's a Valentine's Day pleasure course happening Valentine's Day weekend, the 12th and 13th online. And it's very special because if you liked what we talked about today, we're going to go in detail about sex, extended orgasm. You'll get to see a video demonstration of that. And we also cover the other key skills that create a successful relationship life, the psychology, the communication, the chemistry, all of it. Mm. So if you want to just sign up for that, I'll give you both the link for that. Others of you might want to have a conversation. You might want to talk to me about what you would even get out of that, what's involved. So you can sign up to talk to me. I'm offering a free love life consultation. Mm. The way to set that up is you text our school, Mm -hmm. which is 415-308-9580. That's 415-308-9580. I'll also give you a link for people to set that up if they prefer. So that's how to set up a time to talk to me, or you can just sign up for the pleasure course directly using the link. And what is your uh, website? I just want to check that out. And also you're on the, the social medias. Yes, yes. Pleasurecourse.com is our website. And then at... Erwan Davon Teachings mm-hmm. is our Instagram. Okay, perfect. and that's E R W A N, and then Davon. 
How do you spell that? D <laughs> D A V O N. I didn't want to mess it up. Teachings. <laughs> Teachings. Yes, Erwan Davon Teachings on Instagram. And we'll tag this on our Instagram on Shameless Sex Podcast into Instagram, so you can follow us and then look for their info, their handle, and. Uh, Another handle you can grab right now is a wine bottle <laughs> handle. Just kidding. They don't make it with a handle. But Margins Wine, that's right. We love Margins Wine. And there's only about three releases a year. So this is going to air in 2022. I can't believe it. Uh, so go to uh, marginswine.com. Just sign up for the newsletter. And then you'll be in the know when every release comes about. A- Amy and I have been huge fans for years now. And you can go check out why. Just taste a bottle. If you want to buy three or more bottles, you save 10% by entering code GMOSX10 to check out. Or if you want to save money and buy six bottles or 26 bottles, just use the code GMOSX15. You'll save 15% off. All right. That's all I got, except to invite you to go onto iTunes. Give us five stars. We read every single review that we get. And uh, we love you, our shameless sex listeners. And thank you, Erwan and Alicia, mm-hmm. for all of your wisdom once again being on our show for number the thank you number three the third time uh you're back for a reason we you love their two work are so fun you guys Aww. are so and we did an extended orgasm today that's you guys I are know. really fun we got the whole next time we're coming here and you're putting your hands on his bits <laughs> and we're watching it's a date <laughs> all yeah. right uh, now i'm getting really interesting <laughs> visuals it's getting a lot of visuals well we love you shameless sex revolutionaries and we're gonna see you next tuesday for another episode of shameless sex ciao for now want to learn more go to shamelesssex.com and for 15 percent off of some of our favorite sex toys use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com